0: everyone this is Tara Lynn and i am here today to talk to you about a few <laughs> tips about timers i know that sounds so funny but there are four different things i'm going to share with you today that are tips that i'm so glad somebody shared with me and they all have to do with just using timers on your phone okay so this is just kind of a magic moment about little easy things you can do the first two are just simple kind of um light. And then the second two are actually, we're going to dive into a little bit deeper stuff with emotions and living intentionally and in the moment. So, uh, but the first two are really just simple and I'm so glad somebody shared them with me. So the first one is, and this, as I say this, I, you guys know, I love Janet Lansbury so much. Oh my gosh, so much. I mean, she is, I would say at the top of our list here at find the magic of our mentors for, respectful parenting in general so as I say this um, Janet Lansbury does not like this tip so I just have to like confess that but this one is just about young kids the other three tips I'm going to give these apply to you whether you have children or not it applies to just all humans but this first one is just with little kids so Um, when I have two kids who are fighting over a toy, a lot of times they'll come to me. And even as my kids are bigger now, they don't fight so much over, well, no, they still fight over toys. Um, but you know, it'll be more just who has a turn with something, right? When they come to me, I always give them the chance first to solve it themselves, which Janet Lansbury would approve of this part. Um, so, you know, I say, I, I totally trust you guys can figure this out. And I would say for the most part, now my kids, you know, my oldest, my youngest is five, my oldest is 12. Um, I would say probably 80% of the time they do just figure it out. They figure out a way that they're both happy with who gets a turn, but still, and especially when they are little, but it still happens sometimes they still just can't figure it out. <laughs> and this is the part that Janet Lansbury does probably wouldn't do. <laughs> but I do. And I love it. Um, what I say is I never backtrack. So I never say, well, how long has this person had it? Okay. Then you get it that amount of time. My rule is always, no matter when they come to me. So they'll come to me and say, Oh, well he had it for an hour and now it's my turn. I'll say, okay, well starting now, cause I, I'm not going to go back in time, but starting now I'm going to set a timer for five minutes. And when the timer is up Then it's time for you to switch and I will go back and forth for five minutes as many as many times as you need and Sometimes they fuss about it and a lot of times they don't because they just know that's what I do right Even just this happened just maybe three or four weeks ago My daughter was like well, no, but he had it for an hour before and I was like, but nobody had an issue Before you tried to solve it yourself. It didn't work you're coming to me and this is what I am deciding. <laughs> so, and this is how it always goes. I mean, even since they were little, it was, you get five minutes on the timer. And it's funny. Cause I do this with all my neighbor kids in our old neighborhood and my timer would go off and it was a quack, like the quack of a duck. And so they'd all be like, turn on the quack, you know, like, cause let's make this work out. But anyway, the great thing I love about this tactic is guys, I have never set the timer more than twice. And I'll say, I'll set it as many times as you need. We can, you can take turns back and forth for the next hour if you want. I don't care. But guess what? They don't ever want it more than the five minutes. I maybe, maybe a couple times in my life have set the timer like two times in a row, right? Like one person gets the five minutes, the other person gets five minutes. Half the time when the timer goes off, nobody even cares at that point, right? They've moved on, especially when they were tiny, like they would like the timer would go off, and nobody would have the toys just sitting there on the ground. <laughs> so um, the reason why Janet Lansbury doesn't do that is because she says that you are um, giving the power to something else besides yourself or your children. But I totally don't mind giving my power over to the timer for that because it's been a lifesaver for me, and I really actually love it as a tool. So that's my first little hack with uh, timers, so if you have kids of really any age, I love it. Okay. The second tip with the timer is this is, I've heard it from so many people. I mean, I could probably name maybe 10 people who I've read this in books or just people who I admire who use this tactic. Um, but the one that comes to mind is Gretchen Rubin in her book, the happiness project. And she says she just calls it the one minute rule and it is and you don't actually have to set a timer for it. This is more using your mind, but you can set a timer. And I actually have set a timer before. Um, But if there's a task, anytime there's a task in front of you that takes less than one minute, just do it right then, no matter what. Like that's your rule. So if it's walk your shoes into your closet to put them away, instead of dropping them by the front door, you can do that in less than one minute. So you just do it. And the idea here is that then things don't, build up because you're always just doing that extra step now as I say that guys I feel like I got to be transparent with you this is not my strength however it is a life changer for many many people and I know if I did this it would also be a life changer for me so (laughs) I am giving this one as an advice to myself but I've had so much well I have heard so much feedback from people who have tried this rule that it has really changed their life that I want to share with you guys even though I'm not the best at doing it. Okay, now let's delve into now this next, these next two things with small amounts of time and timers. These ones are my personal favorite. So the first two are great for tasks and, you know, kids sharing stuff. But now let's delve into, I mean, to me, we're getting into like the really juicy stuff of life now. Okay. I'm going to get into emotions and leaning into it, which is, as you guys know, one of my favorite topics. So, um, my third tip with time is this one is a 90 second kind of tactic or tip. And that is, I learned this in a class I took uh, a couple years ago, actually. And I've since then read it in several books. So I don't have a specific person to cite here, but I first started practicing it from a class that I took. And um, in it she was talking about the concept of emotions and how the more I've studied honestly the more I've studied the physics of emotions they're fascinating what they do inside of our bodies the way they radiate out from us they're incredible but so many of us spend our lives pushing down our negative emotions And then they just get buried there and they don't go anywhere right we resist them and we resist them and they just bubble up it's like it's like having a garden and just there's a bunch of weeds and you just kind of throw dirt over the top of them hoping they're going to go away but if you guys have ever done that with weeds i wish i could say i have never done that but i have you know i've just kind of like raked them over a little bit and hope for the best well that tactic doesn't work very well and they just Fester and they grow and their roots go down deeper so the idea with this one is just 90 seconds that you can feel any feeling for 90 seconds if you can allow yourself and this is where the timer comes in handy I actually sometimes will actually set a timer for this where I'm feeling an emotion so strongly and I hate it guys seriously about it was two weeks ago I was feeling a strong negative emotion and I hated it so bad (laughs) And I remember saying to myself, I don't really like this um, tactic that I teach to everybody. I mean, I'm talking all the time to people about leaning into their emotions. Even when I teach yoga, I talk about it on the podcast. I talk about it to my friends. I mean, this is like one of my things guys. And here I am feeling this negative emotion. And I seriously said to myself, I don't like this leaning into it thing. It is painful. I don't want to feel it. I just want to numb it. But I was like okay come on let's this is what you believe in and it is and it's helped me so much in my life so i pulled out my phone i set a timer for 90 seconds and i was like you know i'm just going to feel this emotion like as deeply as i can possibly feel it so i located where it was in my body it was like at the top of my heart kind of in the back and i breathed into it and and when i say where it is in your body you can just if you can't feel where it is in your body the more you practice you'll just be able to feel it But um, if you can't feel it, then just, this is going to sound funny, but just, you can just choose a part of your body. Like I feel it in my stomach the most, or I feel it in my heart or in my throat, my neck. You can just choose a spot. So this part isn't as important for me. It's just, it helps me if I can like find it, like give it a place in my body to feel it. And sometimes if I'm really feeling it, I'll even give it a color for me. Oftentimes they're like red, (laughs) you know, I don't know why it just, resonates with me and then I calm it with blue but um you do whatever works for you anyway I named the feeling I felt it in my body and then I breathed it in guys like I I literally for 90 seconds I breathe it in and as I breathe in I'd imagine that emotion getting stronger and bigger and bigger and like taking over me and at first for probably every time I do this technique uh man it probably I mean sometimes it's not a big deal but other times, I mean, I want to say for the first 20 seconds, it feels like I'm falling off a cliff. <laughs> like it's strong. And I don't really like the feeling. Although I do think I like bungee jumping, but that's beside the point. Um, it's an unpleasant feeling for me. It's kind of this fearful feeling. Like, what if this takes over me? What if I lose myself to this feeling? That's kind of what it feels like to me. But every time I breathe it in I make it bigger and even with me trying to make it bigger it's amazing guys after about 20 to 30 seconds I can feel on my exhales even though I'm trying to make it bigger on my inhales my exhales almost become more powerful so it's like I'm breathing in making it stronger and I'm just saying the word like I'm feeling insecure whatever and then I'm breathing out and i notice as i breathe out my exhales actually become a little more powerful and i'm able to slowly even though i'm trying still to make the feeling stronger i can't anymore it's like it gets stronger and stronger and stronger kind of like a toddler when you give them attention they start getting louder and louder but then as soon as they realize oh oh this person's actually like here still giving me eye contact they are less loud And that's how my emotions are they just slowly go through me and my exhales get more calming and by the end of the 90 seconds i mean i can go from feeling a negative emotion that's like like a nine or a ten on the scale of one to ten down to maybe like a six or a four or sometimes down to zero so the tip here is just when you're feeling a negative emotion literally lean into it for just 90 seconds because you can feel anything for 90 seconds and you're gonna be okay right it's just like when yeah when somebody is being really loud and they want you to hear them that's how your emotion is just give it the attention look at it in the face it's the same idea as getting down on your knees and looking at a child eye to eye that's what you're saying to your emotion like I see you and then you lean into it and then watch what happens because it's really really cool so the 90 second rule is very helpful for me and I probably use this rule this tactic I don't know at least once a week if not more and i would say i only set my timer when it's an emotion that i'm having a really hard time with that it's like i really gotta sit with this thing for 90 seconds otherwise i just close my eyes go to a quiet place and i spend you know around 90 seconds but when you're first starting setting a timer is super helpful So that's my tip for just processing so you don't get stuck. So you're not just like living your life, tamping down your emotions, getting them stuck places in your body, right? Because then we just build them up and they're not, then they wreak havoc with us. What happens then is say we tamp it down, we don't feel it. Then later that day we snap at our partner because we're, we didn't process that emotion earlier. So then we just start acting like not our best selves, right? because we didn't process the emotions. Sometimes they wreak havoc on our health or there's all sorts of things, but we don't want to trap emotions inside of us. So that's my favorite tip for just releasing emotions as they come to you. And I mean, even on my busiest days. So for example, this morning I had a really busy day with, and I was a little overwhelmed that several things with the podcast work that I was doing today actually went wrong and I was really frustrated with it and And it was one of those, like, I even was like, I got to feel this, but I don't have time to feel it. But guess what, guys? I had 90 seconds. Who doesn't? We can always make room for 90 seconds. So I actually, (laughs) I had taken my computer to the park because I wanted my son to be able to play while I did my work. And so I literally, like, I was feeling a little overwhelmed and I just stuck my hand in the grass next to me. And I just took 90 seconds and just breathed into it. And it was overwhelmed that I was feeling, right? So I just, like, breathed it in. And it was amazing even me saying i don't have time for this i'm feeling overwhelmed you know this thing had gone wrong earlier in the day and now i didn't know how i was going to get the stuff done i needed to i felt so much better after just 90 seconds so giving that 90 seconds actually expanded my ability to use my time well so that one i do practice and i love it a lot so that's my third tip my fourth tip with time is this one is directly from Hal Elrod from his book the miracle equation and this one he calls it the five-minute rule and this guy oh my gosh you guys know how much I love his book the miracle morning I've read several of his variations of it and I just love it but um, he in the miracle equation talks about so he was hit by a he was in a car accident hit by a drunk driver And he was facing the possibility of maybe being paralyzed. He didn't know if he'd be able to walk again. And also later, just a few years ago, he got cancer. So, I mean, you know, he's talking about serious stuff. This isn't just like, oh, I stubbed my toe. You know, we're talking like he was, he's faced some serious uh, setbacks, some serious difficulties. And he has this thing called the five minute rule. And his rule is when something goes wrong, he got this tip actually from when he worked on a sales team. So his manager said, you know, if a sale goes wrong or you get denied or whatever, you're disappointed, you can feel it for five minutes, set a timer, feel it for five minutes and then say, I can't change that, right? Like it's in the past. And you might say, wait, hold on, but you can change your life. Yes, guys, you can change your life, but we can't change the past, right? We can't. Like, it is done. Can't change that. It's done. So, it actually does. When he first said it, I could, like, hear my listeners being like, hold on, but we can change our lives. And yes, we can. But it's true that we can't change the past, no matter how much we try. So, when you're facing something that didn't go how you wanted, in his situation, getting in a car accident, getting a terrible illness, um, You know, for me today, we lost a whole, without going into too many details, because it's, you know, I don't want to bore you with them, but um, like I had lost a whole interview that I have to re-record, right? Something goes wrong. You say, I'm going to feel it. I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to grieve. I'm going to actually let myself. So this is a little different than my 90 second rule, because that was more like really tuning into yourself and feeling your emotions. This, there's an aspect to that, but this is like, you actually let yourself throw the tantrum, right? You punch a pillow, you yell, (laughs) you maybe like, I don't know, bang your fists against the ground, whatever you got to do, vent, complain. Even you could call somebody and be like, I am going to vent for five minutes. I am so mad about this. And I just want to vent whatever it is. Talk to yourself, journal it out, throw it in a fire, whatever, like whatever you want to do. That's as negative as you want to do it. I mean, obviously let's not hurt anybody or I do have to say, if you punch a wall, you're going to be a little, he actually used the example of punching a wall, but if you've ever punched a wall, it hurts. And then you have to fix the wall later. So I'd recommend not doing damage to things, but you know, kind of like let yourself have the tantrum for five minutes. And then he said, and then after that, so he was talking about the possibility of never walking again. He's like, gave myself five minutes. And then I was like, okay, can't change it. So all I can do now is just steps forward to try to be able to walk again. Right but I can't change the fact that I am here in the hospital, right? Like I'm here. All I can do is move forward in the best way I can. That's all I can do. And then he goes a little Byron Katie on us, which as you guys know, I also love the book, loving what is by Byron Katie, which I will link both of these books in the show notes. But, um, he talks about how our suffering is directly related to our resistance to reality. So we create suffering for ourselves when to the degree we resist reality. So when we say things like it shouldn't be like this, like, I just want to go back in time and change that. I you know, whatever it is, we are creating suffering for ourselves. So if we can let's suffer, I mean, suffer, choose to suffer for five minutes and then say, can't change it. What can I do now? because that's all you have control of is what can you do now right and a lot of things in life are circumstances right and sometimes we cannot change outward circumstances but we can change what happens inside of us always and what I found is that always that change is the thing that enables me to change outward circumstances so I on this one, I have done this, like given myself the five minutes to vent. My difficulty is unlike Hal, I don't know if I've ever just been able to get over something in five minutes, right? So I'll say to myself, okay, I'll give it five minutes. And then I do this and I actually do feel much better. And I am able to work from a much more intentional, empowered place. However, for me, and maybe I should talk to Hal about this, but, um, I do have to sometimes redo it, you know. And for example, for ongoing difficulties, what I've actually found helpful for some people that I've helped or that I've talked to, I've had friends who have done this who have kind of ongoing chronic things. My mom actually does this with her. She has she's had chronic health issues. She has she's had fibromyalgia when I was a little girl for probably I don't know a few decades she's doing really well with it right now but um when i was a little girl it was really it was really hard for her and she would say to herself (laughs) she would actually give it she would do kind of like what hell does she'd give it five minutes like she'd be like okay you know what a certain amount of time in the day she'd be like okay i'll give this to you but after that i'm going to choose other things that i'm going to do in my life right and then she'd do them and she's like this incredible example to me of just this like incredible will but i've seen people do it with chronic illnesses and i'm not saying push through pain and i'm not saying here don't care for yourself at all i'm saying choose how much you are going to give to a certain difficulty and then also choose to live some parts even if it doesn't feel like you're liberated you're liberating yourself in your mind okay so um, i also know a few people who do this with their um, different emotional or um, mental difficulties like they'll say say for example I have one friend who struggles with depression and she will say to herself I will give myself tonight like I really am going to just allow she has she's named her depression and <laughs> she's like I'll just kind of allow myself to sit with this tonight but tomorrow I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna shower and I'm gonna go to work so I'm giving it time to talk to me and to be there but then tomorrow or this afternoon or whatever the amount of time that she gives it, then she'll go and make other choices that make her feel better. You know what I mean? That she knows their choices are going to help her feel better. So it's a combination of allowing herself to feel the difficulty, but then also giving herself and choosing to, that I'm going to do these things that I know are going, going to help me, even though it doesn't feel like it. Cause I can't, I'm in a hard place right now. I know that, you know, going for a walk outside is going to help me so I'm going to do it right so anyway so those are kind of variations of that same tip but and I know we're talking about heavy stuff here and just to be clear I am not claiming to be a doctor or if you have any medical advice obviously go with that but I do love the concept of giving ourselves a specific amount of time and then just saying I can't change that (laughs) and what can I do now right and for me, that looks like a repeated practice. And for some people, they might be able to just do it once with a difficult thing. Uh, but like, I'm pretty sure from reading Byron Katie's books, I don't think she needs more than a few seconds. She said when her mom died, it took her, yeah, I think she said it took her like, a couple minutes to like, she really felt a lot of emotion and then she was able to move on. So, you know, we are, all, we are all in different places on the spectrum, but I think the concept of allowing yourself to feel it, vent it, let the negativity come out and then just say, I can't change it. I'm not going to resist reality. What can I do from this place of empowerment? Like, what can I do now? And I'm going to choose to look for positive to whatever it is, right? Like I'm going to choose that mindset shift. Anything that's a powerful concept that we do create our suffering by the degree to which we resist reality so those are my four tips for you three of them i practice and one of them I'm in, i am want to practice so it's first one setting a timer when you have kids who are having issues sharing things for five minutes that one i do i've done it for years i love it second one is the one minute rule if you can do something anything that needs to be done in front of you that only takes one minute just do it answer the text reply to the email, put the shoes away. That's the one that I need help with. <laughs> but I, I hope that you find inspiration from it. And if you do it, please message me and give me motivation, please. Third one is my just feeling your emotion, being present with it for 90 seconds. Allow yourself to fall into it, breathe it in, locate it in your body and allow yourself to process it through. So you're not just walking around with all this emotional baggage all the time. And then the fourth one is to, when something doesn't go as you want it to, and you're feeling that loss of expectation, which to me feels like loss or grief. Um, then you just set a timer for five minutes and just go feel it all, throw the tantrum, bang your hands together, shake your fist at the sky, yell, whatever you need to do. And at the end of five minutes, you say the words, can't change it. What can I do now? So those are my four tips for you that all have to do with small amounts of time. And I hope that you find them as useful as I or my um, friends do. Okay. Thanks so much guys. Let's find the magic. If you are looking for a great gift for yourself or somebody that you care about, Consider getting them a find the magic journal. It is a journal that each of us use daily that helps us with questions in the morning that it asks you and that you do a little bit of journaling to help you focus on what's important for the day and really make steps each day towards your goals. And then it also has a section to plan out your day so that things don't slip away from you. And there's even a section for you to reflect at the end of the day. And I found that as I've used it, it's been so powerful for me in really living my life in an intentional way. So if you'd like a journal, just go to findthemagic.co and click on the top link that says FTM journal. So again, that's findthemagic.co and just click on FTM journal. Thanks so much. (laughs) (laughs) brown cows